0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting edition of Evening Alpha. I'm your host, Todd. Uh, and yeah, man, we have a, an awesome show for you guys tonight. Uh, I see Willie D uh, and KG are already taking bets and uh, rages too on, on when we were going to start. Uh, I think I win. I think I win. It's really nice when you actually have the control of the button to start because I just keep winning. Like, I like, I like this game uh, better than our night games where I get slaughtered every night. But that's cool. It's fine. Everything's good uh anyway we have a great show for you tonight i cannot wait for you guys to uh discover and be introduced to our guests tonight um but first we got a a couple things i'm gonna bring on a little dusty sky for a little bit of housekeeping uh we got some awesome announcements in the adult fantasy universe and uh so yeah dusty uh unmute yourself and let us know what's up he's muted you gotta unmute yourself i muted you
1: thank you for muting me Todd I am now unmuted hello hello awesome so tonight we are doing a giveaway as usual so we'll be giving away an adult fantasy nft you'll need to like this video subscribe and say something in the chat right say hi say this is awesome say Todd is beautiful say something (laughs) right and we will get you on the prize wheel and we'll run it later tonight next up we are making some changes to the bounty missions and to the the prizes. So we're going to be giving out additional prizes for the missions, including the ones that have already been done. So we'll go ahead and update you very soon in the Discord and keep an eye on that, but it's going to be good. And lastly, our friends at Slenderdown here have given us 10 whitelists for their upcoming mint to give away. So I think in our community announcements later tonight, we'll open that up. It'll probably be first come, first serve, so be ready for it. But awesome. whitelists
0: and we definitely yeah. want to thank uh slenderdow for such a generous offer uh thank you guys so much uh, Huge, thank and you. absolutely and uh let me tell you man like uh the art contest the, the adult fantasy art contest we're, i mean adding prizes you guys already know that if you win you get a percentage of royalty uh off of the next drop uh and we're adding we're just stacking and, and stacking and stacking so we've, we've taken that value and we've stacked it and then we stacked it some more uh so it's a ridiculous prize man and i'm so I'm just, good yeah what's up yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty darn good so please jump in keep going you guys are kicking ass uh i can't wait to see the designs all right and with that so dusty thank you so much sir i'm gonna move you to the green room sir uh let's do that <laughs> he's all like ready for it awesome and with that i'm so happy and so proud to welcome slender what's up zach what's up Anth? how you guys doing
2: not bad, Todd. Thanks so much for having us on today. It's, uh, it's an honor. I love I love the, the the whole setup you guys have here going on. I think I think a lot of the action that we usually get is on Twitter spaces, but yeah. there's a whole different world, especially, you know, on, on, on video streaming. And it's it's it feels energizing to 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 be here doing this right now.
0: Absolutely. That's certainly something we could talk about, man. I could tee off on that forever. Um, <laughs> but before we jump in too deep, like I'm I'm super curious and I'm sure everybody wants to know, like, what is slender dow
2: man <laughs> slender dow is probably the simplest thing that we have to offer um and that is uh like you might be familiar with concepts from last year's bull market like constitution dow dune dow which became a spice dow blockbuster dow it's an acquisition dow to uh, uh, acquire the rights to the internet's favorite monster meme Slenderman, which everyone knows um, and the reason why that's different than things that have sort of come before is because uh, all we want to do is is option the film rights for the character and um, make a make a community driven uh, elevated horror movie about Slenderman So instead of trying to buy a big brand instead of trying to buy this this highly coveted expensive artifact when you know then it's like well what do we do with it we have a very concrete goal that's you know people option uh, entertainment rights all the time for the film space Um, we, we, and identified this as a cool thing to do within the context of our greater umbrella, which is the, uh, hit what we're calling the hidden Lake cinematic universe, which is a monster a monster mystery franchise native to web three. We've got feature films. We've got short films live already. We've got our hidden ones collection, um, which minted out earlier this year. So there's this whole ecosystem and slender Dow is, um, now the, the, uh, uh, the flag we're planting in the ground as, as the next step for the project. We're super excited about it.
0: That's awesome. Like, I'm So I'm really curious what, I mean, I know uh, Slenderman, obviously what, what's the deal with the rights? Is it something, is it like we know, like if, if you dive into rights and especially with intellectual properties, I mean, if you look at stuff like, um, you know, like, like there was an issue with Marvel, you know, my background's at Marvel and uh, uh, and, and Disney and things like in Cartoon Network. And so, like there's always issues with intellectual property rights. Like there has been a huge issue forever. I mean, it's just recently been, been summed up because uh, Disney bought Fox. Uh, but for, I think what, like a decade or two, like they didn't have the rights to Fantastic Four or X-Men or Spider-Man because uh, Sony had Spider-Man, I believe, and then like Fox had X-Men and Fantastic Four. So they couldn't, they, that's why those characters weren't in the first, that first big 10 year arc of, of all the stuff, right? And then, if you look at the rights, the the challenges with I think Universal and Paramount with uh, Star Trek. So, what happened with Slenderman that that makes it kind of in question? Like, it's like where? What happened to this this kind of m- almost mythic? You know, it, it's really like a like a Freddy Krueger level level character.
2: Yeah, it's it's a super interesting story, and there's a lot of holes in it really, which is part of our goal is to figure out you know what the heck this even is. We've got some good hypotheses about you know. Uh, the current state of the rights, but the background on it is, is that I was, uh, you know, browsing Wikipedia one day, just kind of like Isters. I've got my International Cryptozoology Museum hat on. You can see my Bigfoot UFO poster over here. I'm a huge geek for that kind of stuff. Anthony knows this well, and um, I was just reading the the Wikipedia article for Slenderman, and I uh, at the bottom of it, um, there was there was a, a note. This little aside that said, uh, after uh, this company, Mythology Entertainment, a production company, produced the 2018 Slenderman. If anyone remembers that, was very poorly received. Um, I haven't seen it yet, um, so I'm withholding judgment. Um, but after um, the, the the movie came out in 2019, this production company dissolved. Um, and the, the the note was that um, it kind of leaves the location and custody of the rights in question. Did it go back to the original creator of Slenderman, Victor Serge, whose real name is Eric Knudsen, who is a writer on various shows. And, you know, he's, he's been very lenient with the exploitation of Slenderman in terms of like licensed and unlicensed creations too. So, you know, the the history of Slenderman is one wise, you know, storytelling uh, with Marvel and, you know, uh, other fan created stuff that just is allowed to exist and, and, in a lot of cases, make a profit. So um, yeah. kind of getting off into a tangent there. We, we part of the fun of it is, is that, you know, we need to track down where the heck the rights are, because if they're in question, then there's an opportunity for that. And um, that's kind of what we're setting out to do. Anth, do you have anything to add for that?
3: Totally. Um, I, I would say that, you know, it's interesting being in Web3. Um, like, it's like, well, what's the, what's the purpose of being here? And I think that the project really like what we're trying to solve for ourselves and sort of as and be sort of a case study for the community, because so much of this community is very like trans so far pretty transparent about like I'm trying this I'm doing that or you can just it's just transparent in the sense that like, you know, you could even see like our record. We've tried to iterate so many different times with this creation that we've made. And you can go back and track our past and see, oh, that's when they were trying this. That This is when the market was booming. That's when they were trying that. And we wanna, you know, like we're down for it. Watch our failings, yeah. <laughs> we're not going away. So yeah. I think what's interesting in, in um, our project here really is to explore a web, a generative Web3 community um, approaching licensing. Um, mm. Because, you know, we're having this conversation about IP, like. You know, me getting Captain America, like I will get laughed out of every room I am ever in infinitum the rest of my life. Like there's no way me as like an independent filmmaker are going to get an IP like that. But Web3 for us, it's opening the landscape for acquisitions of IP that are dormant right now. You know, like for us, Slenderman is the perfect... It's just the perfect dormant um, cryptid that's just waiting to be unlocked. And we see it over there, and we're like, A, we need to find you. And B, we need to tell a story and revive you back into the ecosystem. And it's like we're grassroots. Yeah. Web3 wasn't here generating this massive community and like this buzz. We wouldn't be in a position to be like seriously talking about trying to acquire op- optioning something that usually a studio or someone like that is able to do. So we are trying to I mean, it's kind of it would sound ridiculous to anyone else maybe who's just new uh, who, or who hears about like newer filmmakers trying to get in on this licensing game. But like that's really the project we're trying to um, take on here.
0: That's so crazy, man. I mean, it's su- it seems like such a golden opportunity because there aren't that many characters that have reached that level like penetrated penetrated the mainstream culture that that deep right i mean certainly you you have like the marvel stuff and the dc stuff and you have you have characters that have been created directly through film and television uh like different properties but in terms of kind of hitting like that mythology like a mythological level you know like especially and horror has a has a has a special place in that like horror has the ability to really like kind of do that instantly right like i mean you know it's got like that you know that chucky halloween you know michael myers like it's got it's you you know freddy krueger as we mentioned like it has there's something about horror that if you have if you hit on a really good a good horror film with a good story saw classic now right like all of a sudden it hits a certain level and it's so interesting to me that this thing would even be in question right? Like, it really does seem like, and this is something that I never understood, uh, maybe just because I come from the animation and comic world uh, and and just even startups, like, like, why aren't there, uh, why isn't there, like, a novel series of the Nightmare on Elm Street right now? Like, that shit would be huge. Huge! Like, why? Like, Star Wars did it right, you know? Like, you had the toys, and then there's books, and then there's animation. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street had, had, a, a tv show back i think in the 90s uh like a horror show kind of like a twilight zone kind of thing um which was actually pretty good from what i remember but like like it seems like this it seems like Slenderman man got to that level and then the, it was just like okay we did a couple movies peace out and and it seems like it's so open to to it's it's an undiluted brand right it's a concentrated brand which i can't i can't believe like more people aren't, you know. I think I think it's a really cool idea, you know. Um, like, are you? Is there, like, if the, if you have to work with the if if the author has it, like, is there a dispute? Does it like the author says he has it, and the studio says they have it, or is it just like neither of them know? Or,
1: um,
0: I,
2: it's 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 in question because um, we've we've at this point done all of the due diligence that we can, and the conclusion that we're kind of coming to is that. When Mythology Entertainment um, dissolved, um, and it's unclear—it's unclear even in the public records if if they went bankrupt or what happened there. Um, you know, uh, uh, one is led to believe that the rights defaulted back to the original holder, who is this individual creator, Victor Surge, um, and he he was just retaining it because if you recall, too, um, you know, uh, earlier last decade there was some bad press around Slenderman with you know, this, this, uh, it, it was a murder case really is a, a really unfortunate story that uh, Slenderman was just kind of the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh the, not the scapegoat for, it, but he was like the main topic of discussion for it. So, uh, there's a lot of, at the same time, it, it, at the same time of it being, like you said, this, this fertile uh, property, it's kind of went dormant because it has had a lot of baggage alongside of it. And we, it's our feeling now that that has kind of been you know uh it's kind of uh been long enough in the cultural consciousness to where now it's like this vintage thing and it might be a little edgy let's see what we can do by bringing it back so um as far as we can tell what would have happened in that situation is that um the rights defaulted back to the original creator and it's going to be um getting in front of him and, and going through his agent to you know hash out a deal because the the other interesting thing about Slenderman is that it has that level of being like this classic monster um, in in that same sort of pantheon, um, but it's com- internet native. It's completely centralized mm-hmm. story. Um, so, and part of the reason why is because of this original creator Victor Surge was very lenient with independent creators um, using his his IP to. create stuff or optimistic about particular, you know, effort. That's our,
0: that's really cool. I mean, that, that actually kind of leans into your case a little bit Um, when you have a creator, that's pretty cool and and, and fairly lenient with the, with the spreading of that work. I mean, that's, that lends credibility to it and lends especially to something like SlenderDAO. I think that lends a lot of, a lot of credence to being able to do the thing, right? Because you mentioned constitution and all these other things. It's like, you know, there, there's so many things that, that, that go on where it's like, man, that'd be incredible. And it just becomes damn near impossible to, to pull off for whatever reason. And, and, you know, I would say like, if this was like, oh yeah, we're just going to go to Paramount and go ask them for something like that'd be really freaking hard or whoever the company is. Right. Not to say you couldn't do it. I mean, money is money and they need licensing. Right. But, but when you, but if you have access to the creator or you feel like you can kind of go through the agent to get to the creator and the creator has a history of being fairly open to this kind of thing um, that 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 puts so many points in your camp with within the, the potential of like, oh, like this is uh, this is actually plausible, you know, and it's actually and I would contend that I think it's because and I mean, I fair enough, I'm 100% biased. Because, you know, with, with our project, we do the same thing where it's like, you know, and well, Web3 is this way, right? It's like, yes, take it, go do your thing. Like, you know, like, please help us help us spread the word, make money off our stuff, like do it, whatever you want. Like Web3 has a lot of that. And so I think that helped. I mean, there's a reason why Slenderman is, I think, I mean, when I think of like the pantheon of movie monsters, like Slenderman definitely is is levels above something like Candyman right like even though they're kind of this they should be at the same level based on like box office or just kind of like penetration you know it's not like they had 13 movies you know what i mean like but but it because of that because of the openness and because of the internet side uh it just pushed up higher you know what i mean and then honestly like you know you know i think i think even having something like a case that kind of ties into it Regardless of, of you know, the horrible, you know, the, the, the realism, like of what actually happens, you know, they did the same thing. The same thing occurred to Black Sabbath back in the day, right, where you had this, these massive case, legal cases of like, you know, if they're held liable for stupid stuff that other people do, you know, so it kind of it adds a little bit of cultural credence to it in terms of in terms of cultural value, I think, you know, like, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's really something that that um yeah man i could absolutely see you guys doing like a, a complete universe around it
3: you know we're we're trying i think the biggest thing in to acknowledge is like you know we don't have this so in not having the the rights yet to option what it what is it that we can do to earn that and you know we we are like we've produced a feature film we have like show multiple shorts web series all that stuff like accessible through our beam channel um, and in the web3 like space like with bingeable like we're distributing our our we're distributing our our feature film with them and so like we can't expect to just come from nothing and go to victor surge or, or someone who is is kind of holding on to the ip for you know integrity reasons or you know for whatever purpose and be like hey we've done nothing Like give it to us, like we'll raise money. It's like, it's not just about raising the capital. It's also about earning the trust of an audience and showing them that we can deliver on these kinds of stories. And then taking that and saying like, listen, like we are like fueled by passion and not by our bottom line here. Like we're not trying to pay investors like uh, who invest on the stock market in our company. We are like, a little thing that is trying to tell a a story in a way that matters and we we think that that is the biggest appeal that we can make so if you take what we're doing now with like you know our our content is really all driven towards cryptid bigfoot like esoteric stuff like that and it's like well yeah like we went to the blockchain to the decentralized infrastructure of the internet to tell decentralized stories and historically what is that that's the folklore that's the myth telling it's all that stuff so we sort of align thematically with the ethos that exists in this space and we think that Slenderman can sort of be a beacon and a tentpole that can draw people to more decentralized storing not only for like us but actually for the entire like web3 film three space because we all know we're you know we have a lot of internal discussions on spaces between, like the whole community. But you know, our conversations have greatly turned towards how do we get more people, <laughs> like yeah. you know, into this, but also you know, to actually watch the, thing, the things that we're making and participating more actively. So you know, the hope is that we can do something special, work on what we what we work on now, hone our voices as tellers who create these kinds of stories, whether they're whole horror, cryptid, esoteric kind of stuff. And in the meantime, let the world know that we are, our goal, we have a goal and we're chasing after something and you're going to help us get there.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think you're, you're... one of the things I like about the way you guys are setting this up is, is you know, um, the website slenderdoubt.xyz, um, you know, it's got artwork on it. It's, it's beautiful. It's really well designed. And I think it acts, and I'm sure you guys had this in mind, but like by by building the community around the site and around the project and actually having a really nice uh landing page and things like that you're also you it also adds to the eventual pitch right because then you're able to say no we have x x amount of people we've got this community there's a lot of people that really love what you created check out our website you know this is something that could really be a thing we'd love to we'd love to help your you know your legacy this is this is if, if the creator actually owns it, then it's his legacy. Right. And it's something, I mean, straight up, like it I mean, if it was me, like it, at that point, uh, like it should be CCO'd and, and just, it would take off like a rocket. Like you've got an interba- internet based horror character, like just let it go. And it was yeah. forever, man.
2: There's actually, um, Anthony, uh, when we first were talking about this idea, we were doing some research and Anthony came across this paper. I forgot. It was like a Florida law review or something. And It was
3: like in this- the Florida law review, someone took Slenderman and like did a whole thing of like, is this community is, is this IP owned by an individual or is it already decentralized? Like, is it oh, already well, is, well, it, well. Is, it, is it public domain? I mean, it's I forgot what the the name of the article it was specifically. But it's in the Florida Law Review. And it was.
0: Did they decide it was? What? What was the? Uh, they
3: just make a case. They just provide evidence. And that's actually so, interesting. I've read it th- from front to back, and my mouth was just open the whole time in terms of just like how juicy of a of a thing it was being so interested in it. You know, like it, it doesn't make a decision necessarily from what I remember, right. but it definitely, you start to see how one could build a case going either direction with it. It's well, that wild. also
0: makes a, that also makes it great for you guys as well. Like if there is actually like you almost, that's a brilliant because then you have, you also have legal options regardless of what, you know, someone says, like certainly if the, if the creator said, no, I don't want to do this, you guys suck like, or whatever, then, then you might want to respect that. But if it's a studio that's like, no, you can't do this. Well, then you have a case. You actually have a case. Um, there's actual evidence out there that there's a, this is debatable, right? And there's and there's legal precedent. There's might be legal precedents for the fact that it might be you might be free and clear to do it, which would be pretty badass. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, we would be even even you know the rights is just one component of it because if that were the case, we would just say we're making a Slenderman movie and we're financing for it directly. Instead of uh, financing,
3: for- right?
0: Well, that's what I mean, right? Like, you, you right. get to be like, you get to be like, you know, double barrel middle finger, like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> If it's like, like. We're
3: shaking hands, not flipping. No one's flipping. Sure, each sure, other sure,
0: off. sure. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Yes, yes. Friendly. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, that's just
2: me. I don't know. You know. It's, it's, it's. And it, in the case that somehow the right, it's a more sticky situation with the rights and mythology entertainment. Was uh, you know in in trouble with some creditors and the creditors now have the rights and well at that point it, it, it becomes a little a little bit more difficult of a of a of a task but then we have this thing in our back pocket where we can say like look there like you said there might be legal precedent for it just belonging to the internet anyway so that's why we're like super super interested in like exploring this uh, avenue of internet culture and how it can fit into like what we've already done.
0: Yeah, that's wicked, man. Uh, I definitely have some questions really quick. I want to pop over, uh, and check out chat. Say hello to everybody. Um, Willie D what up? Hello, LFG let's go. You know, this is everybody was kind of betting on me being late, Rageous and <laughs> KG and Willie D what's up. What's up wonderful, wonderful people. <laughs> MK, how are you doing? Good morning. Uh, Dusty says, welcome, Dusty. Dusty says, make sure you like and subscribe and say something in chat to be put on the picker wheel to win a free NFT. We're going to select a winner at the end of the show. Um, that is absolute. Uh, Bad Kitty, what's up? Welcome. Oh, MK called it. It was Freddy's Nightmares. That was the name of that show uh, back in the 90s. That's, that show, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Um, and I granted, like, I wasn't, I wasn't super young, so I'm kind of dating myself. But I remember the that show being scary as hell. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like some basic cable. Like oh, you know, just a name only. Like it was actually pretty darn scary. Um, uh, Galaxy Rider, what's up, Galaxy Rider? How are you? Uh, says I would watch, definitely. Um, carrots late, but here never late. Carrots always on time. Everyone's saying what's up to Carrots studio 7.62 that's avery butterworth artist extraordinaire what's up avery how you doing um we do a lore games on thursdays where we have a community get together to uh to uh beat beat out um uh major events in our universe uh, and so avery's a part of that uh as are others in the chat which is awesome uh welcome avery how you doing so um what what are you I think zach i think you said something earlier and I, I wanted to dive into it so let's assume that you get this and and you guys you guys work out whatever the things are and you you have the the ability to do this um what type what then like is it you mentioned you mentioned participation and this is web 3 so there's i think there's always i mean correct me if i'm wrong and, and if i am no worries but like there tends to be more community involvement in a web three project that it seems just to be the way that we, we were built. Um, so so once you get that, once you guys get that, the Slenderman property and you start development, how how is that process gonna work? Like what, what are the, how, how are you thinking about setting that up?
2: Yeah, I think there's two prongs to it. There's, um, you know, the idea that it is a community driven, uh, story so there's the story element like what is this film actually going to look like um, and then kind of hand in hand with that is the financing angle the more traditional uh, way of getting a film you know to, to have the resources that it needs to execute the vision um, and for that portion um, anth can maybe speak to that a little bit we're going to go more of a traditional route um, and luckily there's there's you um, spots in the web three film three space that are kind of closing the gap between like the traditional financing and you know these more forward-thinking web three ways so um i'll kick it over to anthra real quick to to talk about like the financing angle of it and then uh, i can go ahead and take it back for the story element
3: yeah i mean it's a hybrid for sure i mean when it comes to wanting to get this movie in front of as many people as possible that's when in the beginning you know, of pre-production in the sta- early stages of trying to find the right partners for this we find the people who are um, actively motivated to that same end goal and whether that's you know getting it on a major distributor that exists like you know in, in one of the big apps that are out there or you know making this a film three exclusive um that will bring, you know, that will specifically maybe come, maybe we'll come out with something theatrically, but in terms of existing um, here in the internet, existing within a web three infrastructure. So that's going to be how we engage conversations like who's looking for what and um, what sort of capital will come along with those agreements, because we ultimately want to get this out to as many people as possible and to hopefully Have that be something that invites people into the broader ecosystem that we're creating with the Hidden Lake Cinematic Universe at large, which, you know, we have so many different things that are coming out. When it comes to building community, we want to invite as many people into the filmmaking process uh, who want to be there. You know, the way that I think about it is like. The, the the fans who like to watch the extra material on DVDs, it's like cool. What can we do to give them that DVD experience while yeah. the film is actually being made, um, instead of afterwards? And how could they potentially inform that? You know, so um, I think we what we'd like to do is is not put as much pressure on um, a community to fund the film, um, mm-hmm. but rather seek funding from larger sources that would be able to make our vision for the community possible. Because there's so much pressure put on Web3 fans, yes. frankly, you know, like it's like it's like insane, the amount of ask that has been put on people to buy a token, buy this, do this, do that. And it's like, you know, we're getting a lot more specific about what that ask is for us. And like we made our 10K project like completely free and sold out in a couple hours um, and It was a long journey getting to that point. But when we realized it was more about like actually having like, you know, building up a following and exchanging goodwill and, and not just being like, I just, I want the community, like to fund our project and believe us, we tried that, you know, it's it, the data for us was that it's, it's not going to work, but it came from like when we really did the deep work of being like, well, what are we really trying to do? It's if we want genuine fans, we don't want to have to put, yeah. pressure on fans to give us yeah. all of their money all the time. If you want to yeah. have a poster that you yeah. printed out from a screenshot online of a movie we made, and you want to put that on your wall and do that, like that's, that's, you know, that means so much more to us.
0: Yeah. And I think you're kind of hitting on a couple of things there that are, that are really fascinating. Um I do think that we tend, a lot of projects tend to put way too much weight in the sale right i mean everyone wants to sell and everyone needs money and you know these are all businesses and and so we understand that you have to have some kind of revenue to to push any kind of business forward but with that said it's also beyond beyond the financial aspect of the nft and the exchange and blah 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 utility all that kind of crap like like beyond just that you're what you're doing is you're you're at the end of the day, if you broke it down to its core, you're galvanizing an audience behind a cause and that in itself. And I don't think a lot of people, and I think you've touched on it, but I don't think a lot of other people recognize this just yet is that while, while most of the industry is, is interested and tied to the launch and the sale, like, look, we got X amount of millions of dollars and you know, our 99%, you know, unique, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're forgetting that what they've really done and even what's more important is that they have they now have an audience that cares about what they're doing and is ready to be there for support. And that in itself it has value, not just because you you the, the community obviously itself has value because it's a, you, you want to have a strong community. But just even from a financial like pitching when you're when you're going out there and you're pitching to to a production company or a, a VC or whatever, like the, just the ability to say, "Hey, this is how many people we have interested, and this is how we're growing, and this is what's happening." That has that has that has huge. That's hugely important, you know. Um, and not a lot of people get that, I don't think, because they're so focused on the dollar sign that they they kind of don't see the forest from the tre- trees, right? And where where at what it actually means where you could go in the future. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. I kind of lost my train of thought right there, but like like I think another. Aspect to that that people get wrong, especially in these like larger, like really like NFT focused projects, is that like they try to build, they try to sustain that initial community in a way that isn't really sustainable, right? So like they'll 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 essentially it's like a bunch of people who gather around to, to uh, pump a floor price or you know pump their bags and you know that whole narrative and and you know. Uh, after that, it's like, what's keeping people there? What are they actually fans of? And I could tell with adult fantasy right off the bat, like you guys are doing that super well and you're avoiding all these pitfalls and, you know, that, that so many projects, even with like great content like you have and we have sometimes fall into. Um, so, uh, you know, it's the fact that we're sitting here saying hi to everyone who's on on the chat and like having a good time and hanging out like that is that this is the exact kind of thing that we need to see more of. And this is the exact kind of thing that's going to carry us into the next bull market because the the conditions are going to change. They have changed and content and, and stories and IP are going to be a major driving force in the future of this whole endeavor.
0: So hundred percent, man. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that one of the things that we talk a lot about, especially since we have a lot of people on this show that come from like the story side of web three you know, the storytelling projects tend to be slow burns, right? And, and I didn't, and this is something full transparency. I had no idea about that until we started the show because it's, it's only when you start talking to other founders in kind of the same universe that everyone has kind of the same story in, in certain aspects, you know what I mean? And, and the it's all, it's a harder path but I think it's the longer, it's the longer running path. It's the long-term plan because 2021 was, is just, I don't want to say gimmicks, but they're just trends. Like super fast. We had the PFP trend. We had the stake trend. We had the quick plan earn thing. We had this and that. Like they're just, I could, we could probably sit here and list about 15 different trends that happened between last year and this year. And now they're all gone because or or at least they're all having problems or they're having to switch up their business models for the most part because because they may have made a lot of money that way in some cases but now that that's no longer an option and they have to say oh okay so now we got to figure they're they're basically with everybody else now right meanwhile the storytelling projects know that the story has to come for, the story is the foundation you're if you're you're building a, a hidden lake cinematic universe like you have to, that that by definition requires thought and planning and story from an expansive mindset. And so you have to sit down and say, okay, this is kind of the playing field. We're not going to have all the answers right now, but here are the rules of the universe. Here are some of the the movies or the toys, the comics, or the all the stuff that we're thinking about have to kind of fit in this kind of world. And so you're coming, you're actually building it from a completely different direction. Whereas these other projects um, who probably got paid more, faster, for sure, in a lot of cases, especially if they launched last year, like all of a sudden they have to do it in reverse. They're like, we made the money, awesome, We now we need story. And I'm telling you, ha- from having done this for 20 plus years, that is damn near impossible. It doesn't matter how much money you have, like it's really hard to bolt on a universe or bolt on a, uh, a big storyline after the fact. Because people came in for a different reason, and they have a relationship to it for a different reason. If you all of a sudden open up a box and say, "Hey, this is no," now the story is revealed. Um, so we're gonna do this. Like people, you're gonna have naturally have people say, "Wait a minute, uh, I don't. That's not what I was thinking it was, right?" Yeah,
3: it's funny. You know, you're ta- It's like you're talking about the meta narrative, which is why are people getting involved in the first place. And if you have like a bunch of people who got into it because they liked the art and then realized very quickly that actually it was because they were financially motivated. You know, they went in noble, like, Oh, you know, like it totally, like, I love the art. And then all of a sudden as the values start dropping on these things. It's like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> it's like, right. it's, like, and I, I relate to that kind of thinking, you know, like I love to think about my thoughts as being noble, but the second, the second certain those con- certain conditions, uh, remove themselves i get to really get an understanding of who i am and also what i'm motivated by true and yeah there's a number of projects where you know if you know honestly that's kind of how it was for me because getting into the space and and witnessing the lack of storytelling that was going on and, and watching certain projects and being like tomorrow they're going to do it tomorrow they're going to have the story tomorrow they're going to have the story and it was like i got worn out i you know i was i didn't have the wherewithal to stick through that kind of thing and i mean todd truthfully i mean if if we can ask you a couple questions just about i mean where you're at with adult fantasy and how you've built an ecosystem around that i think zach and i you know we are ultimately you know we've worked with uh another artist we've worked with like a dev but like it's really just us two at this yeah. like doing this and if we were to add one personnel to our team like i i like you know we're kind of doing it all and i have to be honest like zach has built this infrastructure like on his back i mean it's amazing just to see just from a technical perspective uh you know uh from a web design perspective all the way down to directing a feature film web series is like designing the everything that with this whole infra- thing has been like what, what what's like a role that we could add to our team that would kind of help us in this in this next phase of trying to you know galvanize around a slender man
0: yeah so that's a great question man um I would say that the number one thing, the number one thing that, that I would add, and and this is, this is also, I don't know the the roles and we all wear many hats, so I don't know how you break up duties. Um, So I don't know what's, who's working full-time on specific what, but, but assuming that you're wearing all the hats and that, and assuming that as founders, you, you're. Busy build, trying to build the plan of the universe, do the vision, make the right connections to the studio and make sure the agents and all that kind of stuff. I would say that the number one person that I would get is someone to help manage the discord community because that's a, it is a full-time job. Um, I didn't know that when I started like, like our discord, you know, we've got, we've got over 7,000 people in it now and it's all organic. And it was, it was ridiculously hard to, to bootstrap. Right. And I was, it was, that's what I was like, it was a full-time job and it still is. And I love it. Um, but I didn't know that when I got into it, you know what I mean? Um, and so there's all the tech, ta- I mean, you, ha- you just have to learn like all the tactics and the techniques and like, Oh, there's a town ta- what, you know, people are, you, you start reaching out to people for giveaways and they're like, yeah, send me your template. And I'm like, what's a template? I don't know. Like, like, oh, send me your template. And then they send me, yeah, I'll send you mine. You send me yours first, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, it's just it's some copy. Cool, let me send it back. You know, pretending like I know what the hell I'm doing. Um, but it took a lot more time than I expected. And then I would say that taking that and the next thing I would do, and that's something that we're, we're doing is leveraging that up to uh, old school email lists because I know people like to crap on it, but at the end of the day, um, um, being, able to, being able to move an audience and, and knowing where they are, Uh, and being able to to own the relationship is the most important thing right like if discord goes away tomorrow like the entire web 3 community dies (laughs) you know what i mean like it's all nfts go away if discord leaves you know what i mean like protect those servers at all costs (laughs) like you know it becomes really like when you think about it like that you're like oh yeah like that's pretty important so so um we we, we are, our, for us, discord is a primary is like, is like more important than the website, most important thing, most important thing. And it's very difficult, especially since we, we try to do it without, you know, we, we never paid for influencers and we don't like, you know, and also our community. And this is something that I've learned and I think every community is different. Um, this may be, it may be a storytelling thing. I, I genuinely don't know, but, but our community, uh, uh really prefers natural organic growth right like the few times early on we were we, we were doing like like right for launch when we were launching in december of last year we were like oh we're gonna do we're gonna do an inter- invite contest and like yeah invite 10 people it'll be a leaderboard and i was like this is awesome and i just saw someone else do it and they had like a biz- like great result and their people were like this is the best thing ever and i was like we're gonna be awesome people are gonna love us this is great and so we launched this thing and it was just like I was like, you know, you hit the button, you're like, you're gonna love this contest. You push the button, and it's like like I can hear my heartbeat, and it's just a pause, and it's just like scam, bullshit, scam. You know, and you're like, oh no, it's like Ooh. like people like flooded yeah. us. It's the keep it real litmus test. Yeah, I was like this is bullshit, you know. I was like, oh my god, like I ended up I ended up being like, Oh, so wait, stop, you know, like I'm typing. I literally, I literally like pulled out, pulled out a phone, my phone. And I was like, Hey everybody, we didn't expect this. Uh, so give us a minute, you know, and everyone was like laughing at me, which is fine. Like, you know, but you know, I, I think they understood that we didn't, you know, we just stopped it immediately. Um, so every, every, every community is different, but I think, I think working with the, your community and, and, and having that be as a full-time thing. Uh, is probably like outside of outside of founding team and outside of like marketing, like it is. It's tied into it's tied into the marketing leg of your business, um, uh, but then you also need to support that because by itself, Discord has flaws, right? Like you can't. It doesn't have an advertising platform, and there's no way to to. It doesn't track people, which is a positive. But that also means you, it's up to you to figure out ways to, to start to build a list, right? Like that's why Facebook groups are so popular. Facebook groups are popular with a lot of people and other, like basically anything other than Web3 um, because when people pop into Facebook groups, um, Facebook tracks them, right? Which You don't need their email address. All you need to be able to do is serve ads to them. So you can, inside of Facebook, inside of like their ad platform, you can be like, hey, take everyone who's, say, go look at the people who are in my group and find me people who are like them, right? You're not even trying to say, track these people. You're just saying, hey, find out some of the common things in between all of these people and go find me some other people that are like that, that might be interested in my thing. And that's super powerful. And Discord doesn't have that. Does that make sense? So... So it's 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 kind of a balance, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, like this this what you're talking about right now should be like a a textbook for new founders who are trying to get in the game, because this tracks so completely one hundred percent on the money with our experience. And uh, uh, admittedly, in the past, me and Anthony have been like discord we don't want to do that we're not good at it we'll just kind of like let it you know kind of be a thing that's there um but recently we've kind of redone the discord to fit more of a more of a specific niche that we feel like we can sustain um at least in terms of the hidden ones aspects the pfp aspect of what we're doing um and that's been much more successful it's much more of a way to like you know track giveaways for like you know very super fan type profiles um, of folks that are just really into what, what we're doing, folks that like got involved in the project like late, like a year ago. And, you know, during the kind of bullish, more bullish conditions. And then I've just stuck around and like, those are just your MVPs as as yeah. a project founder.
0: So yeah, you guys have a huge advantage too, and that you're tying into something that millions of people actually know about. Right. That's the hope. So, so if it was, if it was me, Um, So one of the things that we're doing, and um, I can't disclose all of it because we're still like, we're just we're still figuring it out. But based on all my previous experience with like, like advising startups and working with startups and launching a lot of products, like it's, it's not, um, it doesn't, different people like different things. Right. Some people love to read books and some people love to listen to audiobooks. And some people like to uh, listen to podcasts and some people like to read blogs. Everybody is, is different. And so when you, when you take that to the audience level, it's not necessarily so important as where people are in your ecosystem, as long as they're there. Right. So we have an email list that I'm growing, but we also have discord and a lot of people that are in the discord are not on the email list and vice versa. Um, likewise, um, uh, you know because of what you guys have you your it doesn't necessarily like i certainly would focus on discord and grow that because that's a become a core tenant of web3 um but that's not the only avenue because you you have something that a lot you have something that that millions of people know about like guaranteed because of millions of people saw the movie right like whether it's top of mind or, or not they know the name right oh yeah i remember that scared the hell out of me as a kid you know that kind of thing so so but, but you, it's an unknown percentage of those people that understand are in Web3, right? So you're kind of cutting a niche of a niche. So if, it was, if this was my project, what I would be doing and we're doing, I can tell you straight up, we're actually looking at ways to do this with our own, our own project. I would actually start to set up other ways to attract audiences outside of necessarily Web3, right? Because you have the Web3 component. You have, it's like Web3 Slenderman. So you've got people that are attracted to Web3 Slenderman. You also have people that are attracted to Web3, which is Discord people. And then you have people that are attracted to Slenderman. So why not? Why cut your audience? Why not start looking at, at something like Facebook ads? Um, and people always get confused with Facebook ads because I think it's just like Facebook. Forgetting that Facebook owns like 13 different platforms or whatever. Like they own ad networks. So it goes everywhere. You open an app and it's an ad. Facebook owns it. So like or Google. So like, like do some, learn to do some ads, pull those people in um, and get their email. It doesn't, you know, say, Hey, we're opening up. We're gonna open up that we're bringing back Slenderman, right? You don't have to talk about web three, get on the email list. And then you can kind of bring them in. Uh, you can then you can just like straight up, bring them in to uh, uh, to education about web three and what a DAO is and all that kind of stuff. Uh, from our, and that's, again, I'm biased cause we're actually starting to do that in our own world is like we're getting ready for the next bull run. We don't know when that is. Pro- like, I think it's going to be a while. I think it's going to be a few years personally. So why not be the people educating all of these new people who are going to come in, do it now, bring them in, right? Um, and bring them in, in and in a, a, come to them and meet them in a, in a spot where they're ready to be met. Right. And then slowly educate them on all that other stuff. Right. And that'll, that'll grow your audience. And then you have more of leverage when you go after, when you go after, you know, financing or after the actual property, my two cents.
3: Yeah. Uh, that's beautifully said. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we're talking about. And I think, you know, Zach can kind of speak to this next thing that he's made. Um, but now I think part of what's motivated this, this revel- this movement of re, uh, uh, engineering, um, Reverse engineering the process, because I think these sound like things that maybe you would bring to any industry outside of Web3, right? Like you would think if you were building a business, maybe these would be the the primary focuses. But it seems like, you know, in 2021 that there was built in such a huge audience for all this stuff. And now we see so many of those people gone. And we're like, wait, this was going to be the audience. Where are they? Where did they go? That's right. Um, and so now we're all in these positions to be like, okay, well, actually, like let's let's dribble a basketball. Let's do the fundamentals. I can't, I can't even use, I can't even cross it over yet. I have to like, I can't throw it up into the hoop quite yet. So you know, it's funny because we were given this promise, is what it feels like, and it feels like it sort of the rug, haha, was was pulled <laughs> from under us.
0: Yeah, but- I know. Well, that's the whole thing. Everyone's like, we make jokes now that that the Web three space is like Monty Python. You know, it's just like retreat, you know, flee, you know, there's people are just running away. You're like, I would, uh, I would put my hands in my sleeves and,
3: you know, do the the armless thing. That's that's
0: right. That's right. Uh, Let's see. Carrots, Carrots asked a question. He says, Are people still reading emails much for Web3 audiences? Uh, Great question. And I would say, um, maybe. Um, The the point is, is that like, so we on our mint site, so we created a minting site uh, and we, we partner with some companies. Uh, and projects to do launches for them. Right. Um, and, uh, after the, after you go through that process and you mint, we have a modal pop-up that says, Hey, you know, sign up for our newsletter, you'll get alpha and we'll let you know when other drops are coming from other partners. Um, like we, we get like when, when those projects go live. So when that modal is live, we get a pretty high people, people sign up. Um, we've had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and we we're talking from like one launch one or two launches. Um, And so some people don't, some people in web three don't want to do email and that's completely fine. That's what Discord and Twitter are for, right? But some people do. And then you have these other group of people who don't know anything about Discord or Twitter or web three, but might still like your project. And they don't know that they're going to be in web three for like another three years, right? We all know it's called web three for a reason. Everyone's going to be doing this. This is the future. Like you will, if you don't have a Web3 business, I don't think you're going to have a business uh, in a few years. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty, at least in my universe, I'm very confident about that kind of stuff, right? Web3 is coming. It's going to affect all of us somehow. Even if it's just like Amazon having an ETH checkout cart, like it's going to be everywhere. And so so if that's true, right? Then again, you have, we have an obligation to, to reach out and allow people to come into our universe however they see fit. It's not about me. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I shouldn't be the one to dictate how somebody wants to hear about my thing. If that makes sense. If you know, some people, like I said, some people are, are there, I promise you, there'll be a generation of people that come in that will want to be a part of web three that are hundred percent email and have no desire. will never show up to discord. Right. So you have to do all of them, but you have to kind of do it in, a, in an intelligent way. And the other reason for 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 email, honestly, is that um, it protects. It's a business asset. It literally it has a like in terms of structuring a business, it has financial value. There are companies that are bought and traded and sold for tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars purely because of the database of contacts. That's why literally everything you sign up for asks for a username that is your email address usually and the password, because that email address has has a monetized value associated with it, right? And more important than that, it protects the business. Again, if Twitter bans you, right, or if Discord dumps you or or something happens, if you don't have that, how are you going to contact your audience? How, how How do you let them know? What are you going to do? Like you're done. You know what I mean? Like it, it's really serious. So it, it, it's a protection as well, right? It's it's not necessarily like, you know, oh, we want web three people to sign up to email. It's like, hey, you know, this actually helps us out. If you're interested in signing up, awesome. We'll, we'll give you some behind the scenes stuff that you might not get elsewhere. If that makes sense. <laughs> KG says, we read Todd's emails. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Email marketing is great. Emails are fantastic. And I try to like with mine, you know, I, I don't really, I'm not like selling that much through it. I'm just like, Hey, check out the video. Hey, check out this interview with Slenderdow. You know, by the way, you know, here's, here's what I'm thinking about today. You know, and I talk about my life and all this other kind of stuff. And it's, it's a, it's another way to connect with people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more immediate than a blog. So you're sending the blog to them, right? So yeah, do- 100%. That's something that
2: we've uh, kind of, we realized like very recently, it's like, we really should have an email list. So we kind of set up the pipeline for that and and people have been signing up. So um, it's still King. It's still King.
0: Yeah. You gotta remember there's 3 billion people on earth and, and, you know, you gotta, like I said, it's, it's really hard to get out of yourself. Be like, this is the way it should be. Um, but uh, you know, like, look, I, I, to Carrot's point, I honestly, I think the way that that Web3 tech is going, I'm fairly certain uh, that within a year or two, MetaMask will probably create a wallet-to-wallet encrypted messaging service, and that will just be the future of email. Like, why wouldn't it just go uh, encrypted right to your wallet? Right? You know what I mean? Like, that seems to be so, I mean, there are, I've seen beta tests for it for other companies that are doing it. So it seems like it's going to be the future. Which makes perfect sense, but it just it just reinforces the 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 idea that you know message to you know a person to person messaging is not going away, right? It just might be instead of having Gmail own your email, it'll be your, you that owns it, right? Like once that's 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 the difference, um, which, which is great, great, you know. So so man, this is you guys are I love what you guys are doing. So. I'm also curious, and I know we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but one of the other questions that I have for you guys, one of the final questions I have for you guys is like, you know, you, you talked about um, kind of bringing in Slenderman into the Hidden Lake Cinematic Universe, right? What is the Hidden Lake Cinematic Universe?
2: We're, we're trying. We're we we've got our copy straight, and I, I'm trying to do it justice in this next sentence. But <laughs> it's it's the internet's monster mystery franchise, and we use the word internet instead of Web three because we have this exact type of ambition that that you're talking about, Todd. But it's um, it's a fictional world that's built of uh, decentralized folkloric tales surrounding monsters like Bigfoot, Mothman, existing stuff stuff that we've created like the hidden man or the uh indigo purple vampire fern and um it's it's what we're really trying to do is give the mythology of the internet over to the internet ownership of the stories that they want to be told that they want to create um within this sort of uh concept of having a monster mystery supernatural paranormal franchise um uh, built on Web3 Rails and in in ideally two, three years when the next bull market comes, you know, that will be established um, very, very uh, clearly from an infrastructure standpoint. I'm also um, uh, head of product at a, a platform called Greenlit uh, Protocol, which is a decentralized rights management tool. We're going to be interfacing with them for uh, the, uh, or them, us, it's another, another me. We're wearing a different hat. Um, uh, and we're going to be, you know, kind of, uh, plugged into, to greenlit for, um, you know, the eventual slender Dow, um, deal and it is going to happen, but, um, yeah, in, in so many words, I don't know Ants, if you want to correct me or, or add some color at all. That's kind of what, what we got going on.
3: Yeah. You know, I, the way I think about the stories we tell, speculative campfire mysteries, like, Things that spook you, you know, that's kind of like something that just kind of gets under your skin, but isn't always going to be horror. It can be, but it, it, you know, it's, it's about, uh, you know, getting people thinking about the greater mysteries that exist in the world from like a bigger standpoint. And we love that about folklore. And we hope that, you know, what we're doing is an invitation to continue the traditions of decentralized storytelling.
0: Oh, that's so awesome, man. That's a great way to sum it up um before we go we got one other thing i'm gonna bring dusty back on uh and if he wants to do we, we've been calling it the wheel of pain although i don't know why is i don't think we have like a better name for it uh other than like uh you know the spinner wheel <laughs> the picker uh, wheel, picker I, think
1: it wheel should be called, I think it should be called the wheel of kg because somehow kg always seems to win
0: yeah it's a running gag we got kg who has who, only won like a couple of times but we just we've just announced that he wins all the time
1: awesome are we ready to spin i think we're ready to spin
0: i think so so we got bad kitty mk cronus Willy d kg rages uh carrots uh galaxy rider um i think studio well i guess studio is not qualified so there you go let's say kg lfg wheel of k g wants <laughs> it call the wheel of kg all right let's do it
1: all right here we go
0: watch the internet go out <laughs> Oh,
1: oh
0: Willie D! Awesome, Willie D! Fantastic, fantastic,
1: fantastic! Uh, Dusty, tell him what he's won. You have won an adult fantasy min pass number one, which is burnable for the Devoid Origin comics soon.
0: Yeah, we're working on that. Uh,
1: it's really exciting,
0: uh, man! I can't wait for that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really, really fun. It's Uh, so good. KG calls it the Wheel of Willie D now. (laughs) (laughs) And K says he won a free email. (laughs) Make sure you read it. That's right. It'll be an empty email. It'll be the no prize. We'll do the the Marvel no prize uh, for for adult fantasy. It'll just be like, congrats. And like small font or
1: something. Maybe a picture of Todd, you know, smiling. That's not a bad idea, man.
0: That's not a bad idea like real cheesy i'm down yeah for it. um awesome congrats willie d that that's fantastic dude you totally deserve it um and uh dusty thank you sir that's like that's <laughs> i love it it just throws them away um so guys this was fantastic man uh slendered out how where should we send people uh how do we get people in front of this yeah, um, like you see on the bottom there, Slender
2: Data XYZ is sort of the, uh, the main landing page. Um, and from there, you can see links to, uh, you know, our, our normal site, Hidden Ones.xyz. That's all minted out. Um, they're currently on OpenSea for like two bucks, less than two bucks USD. So you'd be crazy not to pick one up. Um, and um, yeah, you could see all the movies that we have already done on our beam space, which is Hidden Ones.beam.xyz. And in the coming months, we're going to be rebranding to the Hidden Lake Cinematic Universe proper, where all this stuff is just kind of under that umbrella. But um, that should give you some pretty good starting points.
0: Awesome, man. Everybody, go check out slenderdow.xyz. It's a super cool project. It's absolutely achievable. Um, You guys are awesome. So thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, likewise, Todd. It's fantastic yeah.
2: talking to you today, um, and and we love adult fantasy. And we, we saw the art on the site, and we're just like, holy shit! Like, yeah. finally, so, someone has has not only a cool shit, but like a lot of cool shit. Oh yeah! Um, so we're happy to to chop it up with you today.
3: Yeah, the ecosystem that you've built and and are clearly continuing forward on. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's a model for us for sure. You know. We really awesome. look
0: up to you guys. Oh, I appreciate that so much, man. And, and uh, that I know the whole team and the whole community appreciates that well. It means a lot. Um, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, everybody, uh, thank you so much as well. Thank you so much for showing up. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Uh, uh, SlenderDow.xyz. Go check them out. And until next time, we will, we will see you in Discord. We'll see you on Twitter. Um, everybody, you know it.